What up, everybody? Hi. What's up? What up? Okay, and I'm just being silly. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. This is Bridge the Gap, possibly episode 145, possibly a different number. We're debating on whether some episodes count as one show or the next. Either way, this is what is happening, which is great. This is the show where we talk to interesting people such as yourself, Mr. Next Apollo. And we go through the story of your life and we effectively bridge the gap by extracting knowledge nuggets from the experience of your existence. Um, so... Yeah, welcome to the show and all that good stuff. In order for us Thank to you. start this off, I do have a big-ass opening question, but the little-ass opening question kind of starts off with, if you could just tell us where you're from, like where you start your life, and where your parents be from, so we can have an idea of like, your background a little bit and just know who you is. All righty. So um, I was um, born and raised in Houston, Texas, but... um. My mom and dad both come from New Mexico, both from the north and south. My dad's from Albuquerque. Mom's from Cruces, both farmers and all that. Dope. But your story starts in Houston, Texas, if I just understood correctly. Mm -hmm. And that's relevant for this first opening question. It's a little bit of a doozy. When I get yes, through sir. it, it'll land. We'll start talking about you a little bit more. But this does start off with my girlfriend. And now one day she's sitting there and she's washing the dishes and she's got her phone open. And she's playing that Black Eyed Peas song. I got a feeling. Ooh. Right. She's vibing. She's dancing. Yeah. Doing her thing. I look at her and I have this thought. When the fuck did this song become chores music? Now I say that because if you run this song back like 10 years, it's like the party anthem. It's like wherever you're at in mm -hmm. life. If you're in school, it's the party anthem. If you're in a fucking club, right. it's the party anthem. It's almost like the whole world agreed this is the happiest fucking song in the world to us. And we ran that yeah. shit and it's celebrations and victory times. A decade goes by. The song doesn't change at all because it's a song. But we all grew up so much that the context of that song evolved so much that to many of us, it now becomes a song that we put on when we do boring crap like exercise or wash dishes. So we can go back to when we were doing funner stuff in our mind. And I thought it's wild how music evolves like that. And it got me thinking about the little ones, all the little 20-year-olds. They're going to be running around with the drills and the pop smokes and the whatnot. And they don't even know it yet. But when they're my age, that's dishes washing music. You're turning up to that while you're washing the dishes. They don't know that when I heard pop smoke, I was doing my little woo dance to the dishes after. That's how it went in my life. And it's just kind of the circle yeah. of music and life. And I bring all this up because when people often start talking about their life as artists and creators, they happen to pick the same starting point all the time, whether it's the interview, it's the artist, whatever. It's this adolescent phase, somewhere in the 10 to 12 land when you first start to form your identity with music and start connecting with it, or you first start writing, or you first start doing all this stuff. And maybe it's because that's the age where you become that, you know, the, the hero in your own story. But honestly, music mm. is one of those forces that that are around us since time like there's a good chance when you popped out of hospital in houston there was some music playing up inside of that room being absorbed into you and i know that it's super important because i can run it back to being like five years old in my mind up in montreal we in the apartment my dad's got these gray boxes all over the amp the preamp the radio the tape deck all these things wires going everywhere to the fucking home built surround sound system we had and he would be busting his led zeppelin tapes and stuff of that nature during like the daytime and at the nighttime though it was the live club music straight from the clubs and then if we like run it to my mom's side it's more disney's and musical 
musicals and love songs and this whole disco is a whole other vibe that sounded nothing like my dad's stuff. Then add in like the pop music right. and the TV shows and it creates this whole like soundscape of my existence before I had any real control of the environment. And really the story starts there. So I was hoping, Mr. Next Apollo, you could run us all the way back to being the youngest Next Apollo. You could remember being and talk a little bit about what it was like what it sounded like to be you growing up and keep in mind that none of us really grew up where you grew up and have no idea what your life was like at that point right um yeah that's a fucking deep question bro <laughs> so you just want you want my like my first ever experience with music i'm guessing i just want to know so, what it sounded like to be you yeah as far as i remember um i think it went back to like i think around being six Cause it was like, um, I really, lo I really fucked with American Idol. Really fucked with American Idol a lot back then. Cause that was like something you did with your family. Say word, like, hey. That's sick. Yeah. So you get, you had those like, um, who is, who is the one who did that one? Who is the big one that won? Kelly Clarkson that, um, or Ruben? Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson's the Blake Blakes and all that. And so that was like one of those things. And I remember at the time, uh, my mom. I think my mom filmed me one time and I was like singing a Maroon 5 song and she had introduced me to like Maroon 5 and shit. So like at the start, I think I used to, I, uh, my parents used to listen to a lot of um, whatever was on the radio and then some uh, like Yo, So what, what, what was rock. on the radio by you? Cause you gotta understand radio is mad oh, like yeah. different depending right. on where you're at. As far as I can remember, Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back, Maroon 5. Um, mm. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. There's like a lot of oldies. There's a lot of like oldie 2000 stuff on there. You feel me? Yeah. It's it's hard to me that you're calling it oldies <laughs> a little bit. I'm not well, going to lie. I, mean, I know. It's I know. a testament to it like no, oldies. It's oldies. facts. Justin, that shit's more than some of that shit's like 20 years old now. For Arguably, real, yeah. it's kind of oldies. It was like young Justin Timberlake shit. Yeah. And I forget. And just like a lot of random rock artists that would like make one song and then just go. That was a lot. That's happened forever though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like at that time, it just seemed like there was so many rock songs that just came on. And then just like those rockers didn't make anything else. It's like rap nowadays. Yeah. Rock was getting a push. Rock was really getting mm -hmm. a push back then, and now rap's really getting a push these days. And and like pop yeah. music's what it is. Pop music will always kind of be what it is. But yo, right? Nobody ever brought up American Idol to me on this before as an experience, really? and I guess it does age you a bit. So like, you would have been like one mm -hmm. of those people that grew up with the internet then, right? Like, uh, I wouldn't say that. I mean. I got, I got, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to use the computer till I was like 13. Okay. Or like 11. Yeah. It was, it was really weird. Cause, um, we had moved around and then when I finally needed like a T a computer, I finally got one. I finally got one at like 13 and then, but I knew about computers since I was 10 because we just watch movies and play music on there all the time. That's wild. Cause like. So yeah. check it. My family got our first computer, like the one that counted because we had weird crappy ones beforehand before they were like Windows 95 yeah. and shit. I was like 12, yeah. 13 when we got a computer that was in the living room that like I mm -hmm. could use sometimes. I was 17 before I got a computer. 
Ah. That's just because, like, you didn't need a computer. There was, like, com yeah. computer class and shit. Like, that was it. But, yo, I mm -hmm. only got my first. That's, like, wow. So, still, <laughs> it kind of, because why I bring that up is because I'm kind of leading it in a direction of, like, a bit later on when you're perusing YouTube mm. and shit for music, that's not like right. a universal experience to everyone. Some people's like whole mm -hmm. music experience is the radio up until a point kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of mine was very isolated. Um, so like it, it was the radio. And then as soon as like we, so we, we are a moving family and shit, right. You know, like, so at the time we were in France, like, Nothing on the radio there is like you say France? anything American. Yeah. Like 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 Paris, France, France? Mm-hmm. When did you go to France? Um around ten, eleven. Okay, we're gonna get there, but before so, we do, what yeah. were you up to as a little one? Like what was the main hobbies hobbies and passions of like a pre uh Paris or France uh um, next Apollo? It was like Lego and Playmobil. I know a lot of motherfuckers don't fuck with Playmobiles though, but like, they were fire. They they were fire ass toys. That and like dinosaurs, cowboy, Indian shit. And then we we're I was actually out. We were outside a lot back then. Like uh, we'd always go to our grandparents and uh, you know, and we'd play with the next door neighbors, play you know guns and shit. But like we'd use like these sticks and we'd like color them and use duct tape, color them and all that shit. It was super fun, you know. So your childhood was a lot of running around and like being yeah. outdoors in the pre-technological yeah. world until all of a sudden yeah. you were forced into having a computer. Yeah, I was like one of those pre-iPad babies. I, <laughs> I, that I was like allowed to like run around and have fun outside, you know? Mm. And you, uh, you were in Houston during this era or was it like... Yeah, yeah, Houston, but... um. Our family had enough money to where we could just fly back and forth on like holidays to like our family, our other family back in Albuquerque and Cruces in New Mexico. Right. Um, so what ends up, uh, so were you into any kind of like singing or any kind of creative stuff when you were young or was it more just the playing oh, and outdoor stuff? It, I mean, I think actually playing, like being able to play and do all that actually expanded or just, you know, added on to that. But um, I was a pretty good draw. I was a, I'm not like a fucking masterful drawer, but I just love to draw, you know? So I was like a big drawer. I was a big builder person. That's why I liked Legos and shit. What kind of know? stuff would you draw? Um, I was into history a lot. So I was, I was into, I mean, from what I can remember, just like anything to be honest, mostly like little cavemen people, little saber tooth tiger people. I really like Native American stuff, so I'd always like draw stuff like that as well. That's dope. So what made mm -hmm. y'all end up going to France? Um, so the thing was my dad had to work for uh some company and the company they needed him in Afghanistan. But the thing is Afghanistan's too dangerous of a place for like kids to stay. Okay. So what they do instead is um they they keep us at the main where the main place for this company would be in Europe, which was France. And he would fly down to Kazakhstan and work and shit. So you would just kind of like go to school and all of this, like be part of mm -hmm. France society. Um, we went to, we went to private school. We went to private school there and 
Yeah, that was a that was a big shit. That was a big thing, especially you know when it comes to like the music shit as well and the influences, because you know, you get you start uh you learn a lot of things that um not a lot of people know about, and so, like well you just learn history a little earlier basically, and you start learning a lot of world history earlier. How so? Because like honestly, I'm in Canada, right? So frankly, I don't learn right. world history at the same rate as America as it is. We don't even learn the mm-hmm. same things and. Arguably, oh, yeah. I don't talk to I've a lot of people classes. who have been to private school in France at all. Mm-hmm. So even that alone is a next level. Like nobody knows what that's like type experience. So it was stuff like ancient Egypt, ancient Vikings and shit like that. And like ancient China, stuff like that. It was it was kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting. But um, yeah, it's funny that you say talk about Canada education because then after that, I was only there for a year and from there we moved to Calgary. Okay. And so so from there I was learning I was learning Canadian history right there. Yeah, it's got to be wildly different. When you're in France mm-hmm. though, like what was the biggest cultural thing? Like were you forced to speak French or because you were in private school oh, yeah. were you, like separated from that? Oh, everyone learns French. Like even at private school, like you're not exempt from learning French. You're like if you're living in this motherfucker, you're gonna have to learn some French. So, and even like the people there, they're pretty stubborn when it comes to French. <laughs> like, like I don't know, I don't know about, I don't know about um, like um, Quebec. I for, I don't really know much about nah, Quebec. Quebec is like, what you would call dirty French by compare. France does not like us. Yeah. They do not it, like our French. Oh, I know. Believe me, I know that. <laughs> I, I was I was fa- I was failing I was failing Canadian French because I had learned French French. Yeah, because it was. I used to do customer service and have to talk to France people, and they mm-hmm. they would be like, "Can I talk to somebody who speaks French, please?" That's how much they hated. Was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, when it came to cultural stuff, um, it was more of like the art, like the art stuff. You know, they got shit like the Louvre there. You know. And they got like Notre Dame there. And when you're in France, it's really cheap to like go anywhere you want in that area in like Europe, you know? Yeah. It's like like compared to like being like here and going somewhere, you know, it's just as it's just like as cheap. So like a flight there costs as much as probably like a drive from here to um from here to like Houston, actually. I, I know, so yeah, so I know it's a long time ago. But was the food uh-huh. mad different? Yeah, it was. Do you remember the everything, kind of shit e- like you would every- eat at lunch and crap in like France school? Shit. Everything was hell. I mean, uh, school. Um, I don't know. I know that's I, like as far a as I can remember. Obscure question. <laughs> I think actually, because I mean, if we're talking about like school food, I mean, my mom packed me lunch, so mm. I wouldn't know. But um, when it came to like just going out and about and eating, like I was eating, we we're eating a lot healthier in France than we are here. Yeah, I hear the food is like super affordably healthy. Like veggies and shit are not expensive by comparison mm-hmm. to how over here that shit ends up being kind of pricier for some reason. Um, yeah. Is the music different? Like you said the radio changed. Like what kind of genres are hot in France when you're growing up over there? Because this is what, the like um, mid 2000s? This is like twenty, the beginning of the twenty tens, right? Okay, there. so twenty tens. So yeah, what's hot music in so, France? 
I mean, I can't actually, I can't really tell you that because that's exactly the point when music like it changed from changed from me from when it came to like listening with my family and shit. Okay, what changed? Because then from because there is like you know, like in Houston, we're able to just listen to the radio fine. As soon as we get there, we don't understand the radio, so we just don't listen to the radio, you know. Uh, and they're and okay. my parents are like in their like forties and shit, so they're not like they're not like down to learn. Like, and my mom only knew Spanish, so she could understand a little bit of French. And my dad's like English only, so he can't like understand. He doesn't want to learn anything. That's fair. So we start. That's when iTunes and shit came in, and so like you just get the saved shit. So we start listening to old Spanish music, like, like mariachi and shit like that. Um, we start listening to um, what is it? Um, pop, rock, um. Enrique Iglesias, Julio Iglesias, um, Maroon 5, Pitbull, shit like that, you know? Yeah. Basically anything. And then old rock, old rock stuff like Bon Jovi. Well, yeah, Bon Jovi. And Nickelback were kind of like some big, big ones as well. And I forget, Josh Groban was one of them. So like we kind of got stuck in this tiny little bubble, in this bubble. And... It was it was a small it was a small time that we were there, but in that time I think it changed a lot of how we worked and all that. So you're there, and then you fly into um, you said wait somewhere in Western Canada. Yeah, we're in Calgary. Calgary, damn, mm-hmm. I never been out there. So to me, that's a different part. Yeah. That's like a completely foreign Canada to me. To be real with you, so you're <laughs> in like Western Canada. Um, mm-hmm. How long were you there for? You said maybe I think it was said a year. Four. It was four years? Yeah, four years. So you basically did most of your high school in Canada? Um, I actually did a junior high school in Canada. So it was like um, basically this order is like elementary and then I finish and then I'm still doing elementary in like France. But then I'm in middle school in Canada. Right. I'm in Quebec. We have a different fucking system with no middle school. I digress. Yeah, it's I, different I, over there. Um, so you do that. And what, so what's it, mm-hmm. is that when you start to like get more into music yourself now? Cause you're here. Um, yeah, actually, to be honest, I was starting to, cause then we, you know, we got our computers by then, like at 13. And from there you start playing games and stuff. You want to listen to your own stuff and you just start exploring what you have and then what is on YouTube. And that's when you start learning about, um, you know, David Guetta and EDM shit that and um reggaeton and then uh we're and then our parents would always play start playing christian music because they were going through some shit in their life they're going through some shit that we had to go through so they're like let's get god more into our life let's listen to christian music every day Mm. a few of them that slap though i don't care what anyone says our god is an awesome guy if you never heard that one that's one of the best choruses in christian music i digress mm. um but yeah. <laughs> it can be tedious every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah well, so we were getting introduced to Christian music, but then we also had like stuff from my brother would go to um Spanish, which started wanting to learn Spanish because French isn't like useful where I live, you know, and we weren't going to stay in Canada. <laughs> like I'm in New Mexico. I'm not going to walk up to some restaurant and like, bonjour. Bonjour. That's uh, hilarious. Some shit, you know, like it's it's so my brother is starting to learn Spanish because he wants to be back in there. So he starts learning about Puerto Rican music, like reggaeton and all that shit. 
from the teacher. And so he shares that with me. And so I'm getting this a whole bunch of shit. And actually I started, um, garage band was at the time. So, um, I made really bad. I read really bad music. I still have it on another channel. I still have it on another channel, but it was, it was ass. Tell us about your really ass music and how you got into making it. Like what made you Um, decide I'm going to make music? I have no clue. I was just really, um, someone who just liked doing shit. Like I had made a Lego, I had made a Lego animation. I made like a Lego animation once. And that was like, that was like really fired for me to make. And it was funny as shit. I wanted to game back then. And then I was like, okay, I want to do music now. And I just do like, and it was like looping a bunch of garage band stuff together and then printer sounds. It was, it was a weird, it was some weird shit. You took like actual printer sounds and added it into your mix. Well, GarageBand, GarageBand, I think had this weird printer sound for some reason. And I was like, oh, this is dope as fuck. Boom. <laughs> Puts it at the end of the fucking song. And it's it, it's absolutely terrible music. It, you know, you say that, but, you know, but I my bet prince- there's going to be somebody out there that fucks with the rawness of it. Mm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you with EDM music what sounds good or what doesn't. But like when you just look back and you just hear the little bright little sounds and stuff, it just sounds really awkward. Like I wouldn't have made this, <laughs> you know? So you were making like EDM music then. That's what you decided to yeah. get into? Yeah, it was just randomly. And then like I just quit it uh, really quick. Everything was like once and done. You feel me? And what kind of games were you into? Um, I wasn't able to buy a lot of games strict parents and all that shit so like a lot of her was strategy games history strategy games she like age of empires and like rome at war rome total war and all that but um then there was stuff like minecraft that was just coming out right and roblox what is roblox i know this is like like, i know it's a weird question but i don't mm -hmm. really know what roblox is that much um it's basically like well, the way I describe it is like if you have a game that you are never able to buy, someone on there is going to make it. It was supposed to be like a Lego game, right? But then Lego gave up on it. And it was like, this isn't worth it. And then someone else got it. And then they're like, okay, let's use this kind of idea. Like you can just build whatever the hell you want, build whatever you want, and like make your own game in this little platform to share with other people. And, you know, it started turning into its own thing. Mm. And it's really cool because then it started turning into this, like, whole, like, kind of community-based game. Like, like that's where um some of the people I know, like, Kanzi was in the stream. He started rapping on Roblox, and that was, and that's crazy. What? Like, because, like, motherfuckers, like, at the start, you know, they would just type out their shit. A lot of people that I know would be on there like typing and like they had a little rap battle so you like you type out your shit and like type out these bars to this beat to and a then beat. people were like yeah to a beat hold on you're typing out bars in like real time to a beat so you gotta like be pressing enter on at like the right time i don't know if they would be doing it on beat or not but like motherfuckers are like writing their bars and to that shit and they like would be like who wins this who had the better bars and all that 
you know, I've gone on to those games. They're still active, too. Those games are still going as well. So, hold up. You're saying that you Roblox has been around since that early, which I wasn't aware. And that a bunch Apparently of people earlier than me. learned to fucking rap in Roblox. Yeah. Motherfuckers were actually, like, doing... They, they had these things called Roblox labels still. Like, you got, so, like, you got to understand, like, like, everything you're describing makes sense to me. Because, to be honest... They was doing it on like SoundClick and other sites too. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people, but when you add Roblox into the conversation, it just yeah, it makes you feel well, puzzled for a second because you know that there's like this. If yeah. you don't, if you aren't aware, Roblox is like big, big. Like it's like a top ten social mm-hmm. media site right now in terms of like, power. And so the like, amount it's of like, people, it's like is, VR chat before you know VR chat kind of in a way. Do you use VR chat? Because we are totally looking into how to rap in VR chat. <laughs> no, I don't. I have a friend who does, and the way he describes it is like how some of these Roblox hangout games go, pretty much. And it's and it's funny, you know, like they have like a lot of the same concepts to each other. Because I mean, it's like you do whatever you want. There's it's open, it's open ended like creativity when it comes to these type of games. So, like, Roblox gives you the tools to program games. It gives you, like, it's program, basically. And you just create the world that you want and do the things that you want in that game, you know? And it's all based with like, like, motherfuckers. Like, okay, so, like, like, everything will look like Roblox, though. Like, you're going to use Roblox Mm -hmm. tools to make Roblox games and Roblox avatars and stuff. Exactly, yeah. Like, motherfuckers can, like, re- motherfuckers create, recreate, like, Call of Duty and, like, um, not just Call of Duty. I forget. There's there's Call of Duty. There's Assassin's Creed. There's some motherfuckers even, like, try to, like, remake Roblox on that shit. I don't know how those games are, but, like, motherfuckers will actually, like, recreate games on that shit, and they'll be, like, almost just as good. Like, um, someone recreated, like, a UFC game almost. That's wild. And they still rap yeah. there. So you guys so you got into text rap battles. Like a... <laughs> Immortal yeah, Dude Radio is like, there's a lot of tower defense games. Let's not oversell that it's a lot of tower defense games. Respect, <laughs> Immortal. Respect. Um, but yeah, the rapping part's wild. So there's a bunch of kids learning to rap in, in yeah. platforms like this right now in yeah. real time. Yeah, even, even now. There's even motherfuckers like... Like, you don't understand, like, how deep this goes. Like, motherfuckers make labels with that using row money, like, using, like, Roblox money and giving that away to other people. It's like they're paying them and all of that. And they, and they have little labels and all that. Me and Kanzi are just in one of the labels, are in, like, one of the labels for fun. Hold on. And You're signed to a Roblox label, bro. I'm chilling in a Roblox label, man. I'm chilling in there. Chris, this a, has to I'm be a in, clip. Chris is my editor. I'm I'm in both. <laughs> I'm in both enigmatic and this Roblox label RD. Like it's so it's insane. Hold up, you're like, don't actually like make in a non VR like, metaverse making non real money in an in a game, and you're like, yes, yeah, this is this is the flex, and I'm not hating. Please don't don't, don't take it like that. I, I am. Know sincerely blown away by how incredible that is it's it's fucking insane but it's, it's funny as fuck to hear but like yeah it it that, that's how it goes you know are you like well paid in roblox cash like i don't oh, know no i don't i don't sell much at all there 
Okay, but like, like do people get like paid? Like, are okay? Are there like balling mm-hmm. rapping Robloxer guys who are like, when like they walk like in, girls be like, "Yo, throw money at me and do Roblox shit." Like, I don't know. There's if some it... people. There's some people who will willingly go that far and do that. There are motherfuckers who will literally act like they're in gangs in that game, like. Um, so like we actually had an award show, a Roblox award show for stuff and it was, it included my stuff and it included Kanzi's stuff and I mixed Kanzi's whole album and we managed to get him to like album of the year for You guys are pushing your actual music in Roblox. Yeah. Well, through people on, through people on Roblox, it's insane. Yo, Immortals, like, I just play tower defense. This is way above my pay grade. Bro, I think I'm too old sometimes. <laughs> I, mean, I know this is going to sound wild to you, but, like, why would I have ever installed Roblox in my life? I mean, you wouldn't have a reason. You wouldn't have a reason. And now I'm missing out on the wave of being a Roblox rapper? <laughs> to be fair, I don't know if I want to be one. But you, I do want to know about I'm- the wave. Well, because, like, the thing is usually with Roblox rappers, it's the same as, like, um how I got into rapping, which was um through Rapad. I don't know if you heard of Rapad. Yes. Or not. Yeah. I, I don't know it's, if I've used that like, or one of the 30 clones, yeah. but I've used one of them. Yeah. Because, like, the, the process through it is basically you start there and you start writing. And, like, usually, like, when you get your ego to, like, a good point at a writing and, like, you're releasing them like oh you're such a dope writer you should record you get to that like okay i'm gonna record now and then you become like an actual recording artist but you're still stuck to that little stigma like oh you're just a roblox rapper you know all of what you're saying to me is fucking wild even the definitions you're using oh boy (laughs) so you basically like let's follow the flow here okay a lot of people Mm -hmm. be my age and older so it's like for the people that don't come from where you're at it is actually bamboozling to hear what you just said you found an app where you put your written bars in and people gazed you up not to say you didn't deserve it but that's what i understood To a point where you felt confident enough to move into the Roblox rap sphere upon which you spit bars at Roblox avatars. And this boosted you up to get you fucking to enigmatic and signing to like real deal shit in like a a real life situation. See, see, I didn't, I didn't do the Roblox. Okay. Okay. Like that's like kind of almost how Kanzi. Right. You did say that. Cause like Kanzi was like typed his shit up and then he got into recording well, and then he, yeah, he got into recording, but that was like all through the same thing. But for me, yeah, I went through rap pad, and this is like way into college. We're we're going like way ahead, but that's all right. That's all right. Like rap pad, I just went there. I would write. I had some big collabs with some big written people on with some big writers on there, and then you're like, um, okay, I want to record. I see you guys do like collabs this might like i know it sounds basic but i just like to understand shit it's like collab collaborative poetry basically that's actually and like you just write it down yeah and like you would send the verses and you would send the verses to each other in dms and like here's what i got and okay okay you copy paste that and that's your song you spit a little and i i used to be so good at that back in 2018 and then and then when you realize you have to rap to a beat the the whole fucking shit flips you know Mm, yeah it's super different when you're not like trying to match a flow um problem with them yeah is basically that yeah you just you aren't even used to like rapping 
on a beat yet. So when you go to rap on a beat, your stuff is so off. It's just wild how your whole process went <laughs> like that still is. I'm still like a little bit processing mm -hmm. that. So let's go back to high school. You made your beats um, right. and you didn't like them. And the printer sound was your DJ tag or and you just think it's a bad tag now. That's what I understood. Right. Um, and the music's oh out there for people who want to search for it. It is private, but I still have it on my YouTube channel. Mm, so it's it's available for you. Only for me if I ever want to watch that again. Yeah, you should make a Patreon, <laughs> put it at like the $100 tier, unlock this shit. <laughs> oh, for real. Um, so what? 200,000 signatures to get this. You can tell that out. Cocoon hit that fat 10K Roblox, baby. I don't it know. did. He won. Like, um, like, so that's the album I was just talking about right there that won a Roblox award for music. And because he got album of the year, they gave him 10K Roblox, Roblox money. I don't know what that means, but some, my cousin, and she's like nine. I wouldn't know. No, my cousin's daughter, she's like nine got roblox money as a gift card and was really fucking excited so i imagine this is worth something but what's it worth yeah i do not know yeah it's just like stuff that you can do in games and all that you know what i'm gonna google it right quick um 10k <laughs> robux to cad oh my gosh there is a currency converter this is fucking great there is yeah in a way Dude, that's, that's like $35 worth of Roblox. That's fucking fire. I'm just throwing it out there. there. I respect there you go, that heavy. You got 35 CAD. Yo. 35 CAD right there. I, I might be wrong. This Roblox currency converters the source. It was the first thing I Googled, so whatever it may be. I digress. I wasn't expecting to talk about Roblox, but it's never come up and it's never <laughs> been related. But like, you just told me, like, straight the fuck up that, like, the guy won an award for that. I mean, yeah. arguably, yeah. that's a legitimate accolade in the eyes of a lot of people 10 years from now, even if my age won't ever give a shit about it one time. For real. It's, it's insane what the internet has done. Facts. So what happens after <laughs> your EDM stint? Um, I just, I, I still really like music a lot, and I... But I mean, from there, it was kind of like my music was, um, it was kind of, mm, it's not rock. I, I kind of was like in, it's a drift, you know, you feel me? Like you don't really know what you're doing in high school. You know, you're too, you're like in this, like looking around stage. And when you're like, kind of like in this isolated, strict house cold, you're not really comfortable. So, like, you just listen to what everyone else hears and what you like. You just kind of save it to your YouTube playlist and shit. That is nothing like my high school. My high school was you had to go yeah. buy CDs and put them in a CD wallet. <laughs> That's, like, my, uh, like, after high school. Yeah. So, like, I understand the experience. But yeah, it's Cause, actually I mean, yeah, super different because it's your high school. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I, w I, don't, I can't really say I was so comfortable. Like, I think I'd say junior year of high school, I was comfortable with myself. But that's like after like I was like weirdly weird and antisocial, I started getting comfortable with being myself. And is that would be that around when you left uh, Calgary? I think you said Calgary. Mm, no, I had actually left before. I had left. Well, my parents are like, you should get high school in America so you can 
go to college in America kind of logic. So by the time they were, we moved back to Houston just then. Okay. So and so fresh, so eighth grade, I'm in eighth grade. That's like junior high school then. And from there, from there to like end of sophomore year was kind of like this um, uncomfortable being, I'm uncomfortable with myself. I'm not, I'm not fully what I want to be. I'm not with the people I want to hang with. I'm not with the people I want to be with. You know, I'm kind of like in that weird little zone, you know? Yeah, that part makes sense. You're just so uncomfortable those whole years. Because one, yeah, I had puberty like when I was like, I guess 13 and shit. So like, you're just hairy as shit. So you're always insecure about that, you know? And then like stuff like that, you're so insecure. And then like, you're just not, in like what you want to be and then junior end of junior year comes and you know i'm just like in this not give a fuck mode i got accepted here at nmsu let's go first per- person in my college Dude, I, I don't know what nmsu go is oh new no new mexico state university nmsu oh nmsu okay <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah man i was but uh, yeah i was like hyped i was the first one who got into his college so i didn't have to worry about the rest of the year grade wise so once you're in it doesn't matter as long as you pass right yeah as long as i as long as i pass and i I was doing i did really well in my classes anyways that year so and i was just having fun i was having like like almost the time of my life at that time you know and i started listening to people like tory lanes a lot tory lanes was like a big was like the big thing that like i grasped onto like he had um new toronto 2 new toronto 2 came was like a big deal for me that's wild to think about you in houston fucking with canada like that man for real for real wild and i I never even knew it was from canada either i just like knew i didn't even know the album name but like i just fucked with so many tory lane songs because i forget there's this one youtube channel that would always like highlight him nostalgia jams or some shit right and they just always bumped they always like uh had these tory lane songs him and Jaden Smith are like two of the artists in high school that I've kept with me for a long time. Hold up, you like Jaden Smith's music? I oh, I love Jaden Smith. Do you listen to like the Sire and all of that? Mm-hmm. I love Iris. I love Iris way more than Sire, in my opinion. But that's because I like trappy stuff. I didn't hear the other one. I just uh, during my album review phase, I did the Jaden Smith album that one, and I was like, uh, oh, this isn't bad. Yeah, it's it's really it's really creative for someone that like people just consider an industry plant. So, arguably, he's one of the closest things to an industry plant there ever could be. Yeah, like by yeah, he is. But man, he's like so good though. You can't like no, nah, really, I, like, I do not want to take that away from him. Sometimes being a rich yeah. kid make results in really great art, and if your dad's Will Smith, mm-hmm. like yeah like you're probably in good fucking hands (laughs) like you're not getting trained by bad musician people yeah i mean like look at will smith she's like making Mm. such fire music right now but yeah like him and she does rock shit now no yeah she does kind of punk stuff now but it's not bad it's it's not bad actually i mean especially it's trending now you know Regardless of the well, the trending shit's wild. I think it's crazy that Travis Barker fucking brought back new metal. He's like, I like new metal. Mm. I want it to be in the industry, and then produce so much new metal behind the scenes that he made it a yeah. hot genre almost by himself. 
Yeah, literally. But um, she just it's, does. Like, I feel like Will Smith's kids get to make the music they want to make in a way that very few people in history will ever have the budget and the free will to make the music they really want mm-hmm. to make. For real. Well, they and then they also just like have like you know the back. Yeah, they do have that backing to them. Yeah. Because, I mean, they even make their own... Well, Jaden Smith makes his own little company, like, fucking water, those water bottles and shit. Like, Will Smith gets Hollywood blockbuster money. Like Yeah, he gets he gets ridiculous amount of money. Like, it's it's not rapper money. <laughs> it's a different Oh, tier. hell no. Um, fucking millions th- and millions. So you grew up kind of listening to alternative music then, I guess. I guess, yeah. Or modern alternative. Not the alternative that I would have called alternative, but like whatever yeah. alternative is now. Mm-hmm. Sorta, of, yeah. And were you and then like I listened to a lot of oldies and then Christian rap Christ oh yeah, like the big thing was since my parents were like we came back to Houston and the Christian music stuff came and kept going and then that's when I heard a Christian rap and then that's how I got into rap. You know? Which Christian so I started, rapper like, got you motherfuckers like um K B kb and then from and then houston has a huge christian rap scene so you hear about lecrae tadashi um yeah lecrae almost single-handedly legitimized christian rap he's basically practically the one that made christian rap a thing yeah no like like, almost no i I, because yo back in like 2006 ish I was yeah. in this like uh, phase of life where a little bit before I had been exposed to cross movements, who was like a foundational force, but they made more like old style hip hop and shit. And mm-hmm. then Lecrae hit, and Lecrae was like the most modern sounding person you ever heard. Like I'm saying, like his earliest shit ever, and it was like, right? Like Lecrae makes pop music, all things considered. Like it's amazing sounding music. It's just pure Christian shit. And it's, mm-hmm. like, very few people ever really crossed over like that, except for that one, like, Grit song that got used in movies a bunch. Yeah, like, um, no one's really, no one's really done it like Lecrae, to be honest. Like, made Christian, Christian like, rap sound, you know, marketable. Except Andy Minio. I'm not sure who that is, but I'll give you yeah. the full points on that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem, I'll feel that. Like, I know the metal scene also pulled it off. A lot of Christian metal mm-hmm. bands came in hard, but, yeah, not a lot of rappers made it, like, sound as hot as the yeah. Kray did. That's wild to think. Yeah. So you got away with listening to hip-hop through Christian rap at home. Yeah, and then, like, from there, you know, when you get your own car, you start listening to your own stuff. And like, okay, what am I going to bump? And, you know, stuff like um, that would be on, but then stuff like... Uh, old black old some of old black bear stuff would be on and um stuff like tory lanes and jaden smith would be on you know i kind of had like a weird i had a weird mix when it came to my music and then like soon as i got to college it was more i started listening more to um let's see jid kendrick jid kendrick and j cole and the first big album i listened to like fully was a big crits forever is a mighty long time that's a fire ass album it is like we found big my brother found big bank on one playlist and then one day i was like i want to listen to the whole thing one of my favorite opening starts on a fucking project that first song oh but bury me in gold the outro is amazing or like that one that one legitimately made me cry 
keep the devil off or whatever it just makes you can't Uh sit still you just gotta move yeah like um it's such it's such like um the south it's so southern that shit i respect being created a lot as artist um Mm -hmm. so you see we're getting into that and this is also when you then get into the rap pad phase i suppose Mm -hmm. and so yeah this is when i actually started getting into rap pad so like what makes you decide at that point i'm gonna start writing lyrics on a on an app Mm, and were you writing lyrics before the app um i was in a way yeah and i but i didn't like know how to save them and i had this little i had this app writer and it was like called rap rap pad thing like rap pad and so i'd write the rhymes there and i thought it was the same website so when i got onto rap pad i was like oh this is the whole website here and i got all that and then i got onto discord you know it was a lot of cool, what I like. I got introduced to started like a lot of things from there. Okay, so you go from Rap Pad to Discord, and Discord is a big mm-hmm. part of your rap journey. Yeah. Can you Mostly go into like more a... detail? Because you got to understand, like, Discord is something I adopted in 2021 because I was like, oh, Twitch and Discord. Ah, oh, fuck my life. Mm-hmm. And then I finally set shit up. And then apparently my mod deleted a Discord link, my mod bot, because I told it to, because mm-hmm. a YouTube tutorial told me to, and Immortal laughed at me. So I don't know if what I'm even supposed to be doing and whatnot. I know I'm there. I know everybody's supposed mm-hmm. to be there. But, like, can you explain a bit the culture of Discord in regards to how you went through it and, and kind of just take us through the journey a bit, what it's like to navigate yeah. the endless servers and notifications? um so i mean for me i just started out with one and you know that one server happened to be like a really good one it was connected to rap pad so you had a couple people from there and you just sit there you'd chill you'd listen to music or you just talk about music with like a bunch of people in a chat for like hours and shit you know you that was like the funnest shit in my life and that low-key made me like anti-social in real life because like you know after all my after you know freshman year you know you're like you're you're not with that same roommate, so you're just like chilling in your you're chilling in like your room for like like half the day, you know. Other half you're going to class. Maybe you go out to have fun with some people, but you're usually just to yourself. Right. So like, you just get onto like rap. You get onto like Discord and shit. Yeah. Hop in the VC, and there's very likely okay, someone VC there. VC is active. voice chat, right? Voice chat, yeah. And you're just there. You're just chilling, talking, having a blast, and you know, after you just write, you like you're writing something. And then I went relatively fast when I wanted to do rapping. So when I wanted to like record, I think relatively faster than other people, just because I had, I have like somewhat of a little bit of confidence in myself to like get shit done. So like, um, I just went. I got a blue. I got a blue Yeti recorded my first album in like 10 days i got konzi on it we got riot rest in peace brody and i got um some other people that were fired but also like immediately dipped like that dipped like there that was like their last song they were ever on and shit and so i had a different name back then it was called rust because i was like desert red rust right and it was like mad it was mad wild mad terrible 
um it wasn't it was bad i didn't have a rap voice i didn't have i like i had to realize what a rap voice was and i didn't i clearly didn't have that yeah that's an um, interesting distinction because i was like 10 days since like fast oh yeah like i felt because i mean i just i mean like yeah it's nice to say like i wrote it in 10 days like but writing it in 10 days doesn't mean it was good <laughs> it was it was terrible it was it was bad my flow i didn't have a flow like and this is 2018 yeah this is around 2018 that's fair 2018 is definitely a couple of years back and so what what made you realize you needed a rap voice and what that even means to you like break that down for us a bit more so um it's not much of a gap between then and, and um 2019 but like yeah around 2019 i was making like a g-funk thing and you know i was just and i was making it and i was really happy with what i made but the thing was when i showed it to anyone that was like you know good at music they hated it you know it's terrible and it was like the mixing's bad you don't sound good on this you sound uncomfortable you sound like a child and you know it's like mm. you well you start getting uncomfortable with that and you're like shit i'm mad at this shit and i want to do better and then you know at the time i was listening to like yeezus so like i already had this plan ahead of time maybe i want to try something like yeezus out a little bit so while I'm doing that, I'm just thinking of, the, I'm doing that, I'm thinking of this. And I was going to just do it the same way. And then, boom, COVID hits. Okay. So, COVID hit. So you were handling all the mixing yourself? Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't good at the time. It was just kind of like some one tutorial I learned off YouTube on how to mix through Audacity. And Classic Audacity Yeti setup. Classic Audacity Yeti. And then I thought it was so high tech when I moved to Band Lab. Like, oh my god, I can I can control this without having to like take it off and then put it back on. I hated Audacity. When Bad. I moved to Reaper, it felt like paradise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bro. I was so scared of FL Studio when I finally got into it. That's fair. I never went down the production route, but I did have to yeah. use Audacity for a minute and it is Mm -hmm. I know people that like Audacity. I don't really like it at all. Um, I have a friend who still uses Audacity, and they record in Audacity, then they mix in FL. I have a friend who records and, and mixes in Audacity. Mm. I, I like Reaper be 60 bucks bad. is all I'm saying. Feel, Reaper is $60. So, like, if you need production, Reaper might not be your shit. It is CV Mac. It is 100% CV Mac. See? TV Mac? <laughs> All of it. because he did it oh on Twitch and shit. God. Oh my god. He does the whole thing in Audacity. I'm like, bro, Reaper, 60 and bucks. Sound, and his shit doesn't even sound bad. Nah, I mean, all props to Audacity. Yeah. If you love like, a bad... If, I mean, if you, know, if, if you know how to use your DAW, like, go ahead. All of my beef with it is the interface, not the actual capabilities. I did learn how to do my basic mixing education on Audacity once upon a time. Uh, and it has the easy normalization and it, yo, there's a lot of tools like it can do a lot of shit it can baseline your room sound it can like fucking full-on compressor full-on eq full-on everything but it has no vst plugin support so it's super like limited to what it can do and that's like mm -hmm. unless it has vsts upon which i'm wrong but i don't believe it does um 
And so, I don't think so. like, for $60, you can just get Reaper, and Reaper can go right into OBS. And then you can just or have you live can mixing. But FL's not exactly the same. Like, Reaper competes with Pro Tools. It's just not like they're. Yeah. FL's more like if you want production. Like, I would never. I mean, I know people be using FL Studios mm -hmm. for all kinds of shit, but personally, I would not use that for vocals first. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love FL. I use FL for recording and mixing. Is it good? It's great. I know some people who know how to use the vanilla VSTs in there and the vanilla plugins in there, and they can make just as clean of a mix. That makes sense. I just think yeah. it's the interface, <laughs> all the, the <laughs> <Yeah>. boxes. <laughs> um, that's fair. But it's, yeah, and yeah. So like twenty twenty back back to that story. You know, twenty twenty is when um. Hold on, know, one more I question mean, before we go back there. Oh, how are you oh, releasing your music? Distro kid. So you're just putting it all out, and uh, where you're performing? I I I uh, performed once. I performed once ever. Oh my eyes! And was it pre-COVID? Uh, mm -hmm. Pre-COVID, 2019, around August. My aunt, my aunt drove me an hour to um one side of El Paso in some small bar because um, shout out Ill Music. He's he's a big event person in my area in the area and you know i got like you can literally just ask him like hey can i can i hop on this little bar performance he's like go ahead we're doing we do this like every week every wednesday friday saturday and sunday and, you know so i just go in hop on on a wednesday after like a physics class i just hop in the car we go it was it was i think it was pretty all right i didn't remember the first song I didn't remember the first two songs, and as soon as I said it's my first time performing, everyone's like, "Yay!" And then I got hype as shit, and then I actually killed the last two because they were like my favorites. Mm. And um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's it. I get I get I haven't gotten used to the nerves yet. Yeah. But um, I was pretty I, drunk that's the I first time. I haven't done. I don't do a lot. Yeah, I was like nineteen. I I wasn't allowed to drink. They almost, right, they you almost, can't drink at 19. Yeah. Shit, America and it's Man, 21. At, ni at 19, I used to smoke, but then they in, in New Mexico, they changed a lot to be 21. And so I stopped smoking, like uh, cig cigarettes and cigars and shit. I used to do that. I used to do that. To Hold on. So changing the law stopped you from smoking? Mm-hmm. Bro, you're the statistic that proves the government right. <laughs> wow. I can I can still pick it up once in a while, but like I'm not like here. I'm not here going crazy. No, I mean, I hear you, but, but like, like shit, I didn't even know that shit worked. <laughs> 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 nah, but like, yo, in in Quebec it's 18. Oh, lucky. I don't know, but, but yeah, yeah Anybody in Vermont and shit, they all come to Montreal to party. Yeah, motherfuckers like, motherfuckers here are like, go run, even in like the rich areas, the white kids like all just run and jump over fences like when they're having a little drinking party and like a police comes over because they're just, they're fucking allowed as shit. Because <laughs> they've been drinking all fucking nice. But, um. That's a yeah, wild thought. Um, 
So, okay, so you couldn't yeah. drink, so you could only perform sober at this bar, which you're technically yeah. not allowed in, or you're in sometimes allowed in. They, they will allow you in. They allow kids in. They even allow kids in, like, if they're performing. Okay. You so, just can't yeah, drink. Yeah, the thing is, like, you're not, you can't drink, and you can chill there for the rest of the night, but you can't leave or someone's going to, like, lose their shit about your age. Right. Because, like, you try to come back in, and you're like, what's your age? And I'm like, I was just performed. I just performed here. Like, nah, B, your performance is done. Now you're a minor trying to get into yeah. a bar. Mm. Yeah. That almost that almost happened to me. Then. <laughs> All right. So then after that, COVID kicks in. You've been dropping your shit on DistroKid. You've been getting a little mm -hmm. taste for the beginning. Were you promoting it or anything or just, like, putting it out? Uh, Yeah, I promote. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I, stream farming became a big deal. Define stream farming. It's where, like, you just, like, you get, like, a couple of your homies that, like, are in music. And then um, you basically, like, go and put all your favorite songs in a playlist. And all of you guys bump Bro, it's called the Run It Up gang up here. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just cheap as hell. It's not. I don't know. I just don't respect. I don't. I don't respect ah, that. see, that's just, when you're my age, bro, it's, okay, this is a big, this is a big debate of life. Dude, Cause this dude was like, this dude got one of my songs to like three k, because he like, bump it every fucking. Bro, I and, legitimately you know, we took one of my songs and put it. Do you know why people do this? Like, do you do you want to know why? Okay, like, from well, the so purest part on the algorithm. No, it's not. That's actually not it. I mean, you think that's it, but no, three thousand isn't gonna put you on an algorithm. Three hundred thousand oh, yeah. might. Yeah, for sure. So it's actually something else entirely. I had this experience during COVID. Mm -hmm. Some girl or whatever hits me up. We haven't, sh you know, we're talking on the gram, and um, I sent her my shit, and she's like, "Bro, it's got eighty-seven views. The fuck do I want to listen to this for?" And this is like a regular ass civilian, no motivation to anything. Nothing really. She's like, it's good, but it had 87 views. I don't even fucking want to listen to it. And the problem that we're all facing is that that's how people are. I know for a fact as a content creator that people who come and see my view counts will not watch my videos because of my view counts. Right. The number of people willing to look past that in their mind is so small that it means that reality changed. The purest, and when you really dig into history, bro, it was all payola. Every one of your favorite rappers, it was all payola. Everybody bought their way in. Everybody faked their way in. There's no yeah. such thing as organic. Everything in music marketing, the 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 pink rose lining, a purity, it's all lies told by people oh, who yeah, don't want anybody sure. to win. So it's like, is it cheap? Nah, B. If you can get six people to run up your shit, that's yeah. heroic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just feels illegitimate to me. Even even like when you say it that way, and it makes it makes sense. It just didn't doesn't feel right. Like you know. Like it's just it's just more of like a moral perspective on that, you know. Truth but is, like, though, the music like business is like not it. a moral place. Uh, yeah. So it's <laughs> like if you want to compete in the music business, like in a legitimate sense, morals don't yeah. matter because nobody you're going against has the same morals you do. So morals yeah. hold the motherfuckers back day in day out. Mm. That's yeah. why so many people have shit marketing because marketing often requires you to think about things really outside the realms of comfort yeah yeah so that's definitely why because like i tried making a little label at the time and that my marketing was just kind of like putting it out there 
and so it kind of dropped but like um when i was doing stream farming there was this one person that would release so much music they get up to like 500 views off one off like one night of playing playing music on a playlist for them and you know it just doesn't feel it didn't feel right it didn't feel right at all yeah it doesn't you know? feel right for anybody because yeah it's, i know but like because... i just don't like that. Uh, i know but the reality like hard. <laughs> the I'm not saying this to you because I think you're wrong. Yeah. I think your feelings are valid. I, I, yeah. To be fair, I did get into a campaign recently where I troll rappers a little bit because I find it mm -hmm. like, 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 like your feelings are right, but if mm -hmm. everybody's gonna do it, and the bigger issue isn't even rappers, it's that like mm -hmm. the fans care. So if the fans care, that changes everything. And that's when it gets kind of real because if you want to collect organic, you have to look presentable. It's basically like you got to look fly at the club or you can't even walk out right. So you have to make your digital presentation fly. And everybody's kind of sleeping on that part of what the new game is. And that's like a baseline yeah. for like modern marketing and shit. If you like, I'm 34. If I can't like freestyle blabbly bloobly, I look like a cornball because why am I still rapping? You know, like it's mm -hmm. kind of like people have that kind of preconception. So if you be dropping shit and it's not clocking like regular view counts that look impressive to people. And I say this because, bro, I had to argue with myself for a decade. But I said, fuck it. This year I'm going to throw like a thousand, two thousand ads because I think that's a flex. Mm -hmm. If I can afford to spend two thousand on ads, flex. I mean, for sure. Yeah, ads are no problem to me. You know? What's the difference between? Because uh, uh, the other side of it is, there's this guy in my community, Montreal, named Ismail Gadamsi. Right. Random organic found him on YouTube. He found me. Yeah. Turned out we both live here. This dude runs motherfuckers' numbers up by himself, mm -hmm. unsolicited. So let's say an unsolicited fan runs up your shit twenty four seven. How would that be? I mean, it's nice. It's nice that they did that, but I mean, I didn't ask, you know. I mean, it's it's nice, but it's it's not like I'm not like gonna be like, oh well, take that back, you know. Like it's nice that he did that, but you know, if it's like unsolicited, you know, I think it's weird, like when you know, like someone just goes, if someone, some like one person is just bumping your shit, knowing they don't like it. Ah, that's a misconception. You're assuming people don't like it. Well, I mean, nobody's running up my yeah. shit because they don't like me or they're not supporting it. Nah, anybody that's oh. running up my shit likes it or at least fucks with the general brand, if not the particular song. Because nobody does that unless they fuck with you that much to do that. Maybe yeah. in your stream farm version, I agree there's yeah. a commodification. But like yeah. if people just do it because they fuck with you, that's a little different. Like, yeah, that's a difference mostly because like they're not really fucking with it. They're sticking to themselves. And, you know, like, and this guy and the guy that I was working with, he was kind of like, kind of a sad dude. He's kind of like a sad dude when it comes to it. Like, he just bump his shit up, like, so much. He, like, be able to buy himself music videos with, like, his shit. And there's this one of his people on his label, like, committed suicide. And they released the song after he died. Like, and they, they I'm pretty sure they stream farm that shit, too. And that's just kind of, like, weird as fuck to me. So I appreciate that the people you may have done your run it up gang with were maybe not the most honorable folks and it may be that's yeah. it but let's pretend it's a different version of it hypothetically i'm just curious because i want to know where yeah. your line is a little bit so you have a situation where like 
my girlfriend and like my homeboy, other people who are dedicated to the cause. And I don't know who it is. There were three strangers this time. But I put out this shit a minute, 51 seconds. Oh. I said, let's see how fast I can get some shit to 10K this time. We're going to fake it, brag about it, all of it. Y'all can know all my secrets. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know who the other three fucking people are. There are three people who I cannot tell you who they are that are doing this with me. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That is real shit that you can't buy. Yeah. What if it's that version? Like, so you're saying two just random people were like, let's just run this I'm going to argue they're not random. They see my run it up efforts and they're trying to join it. Like they're part of the cause. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to argue they're not. Like nobody gives up their Spotify for four days <laughs> randomly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um unknowns though so i don't know who they are so for me i kind of i solicited it kind of but these are people who chose to join the solicitation so i'm just trying to like frame it in a different way yo if my grandma my my grandma passed so if she was still here though she would fucking run up my music because like i'm thinking like i mean like it's fine if someone will just run up your music just for fun you know i'm not like nah it's to support you because it puts oh, dollars yeah, in like, your fucking account you know, and like, shit. Every thousand streams is three yeah. fucking dollars, et cetera, et cetera. So people be doing it because they can't maybe afford to put dollars in your account. I'm just reframing oh, yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely you know, get, like, if you're supporting someone, I mean, sure. Like, I mean, that's what, like, Swifties and, that's what Swifties and Nicki Minaj fans. And the, be- the believers. The believers, yeah, that's what I was trying to find what the word was. Like, he did that shit. I mean, and I just go and ask people, hey, stream my shit. So it's not like there's a problem with that. It's more like when someone's just, like, doing it. And, like, when you, like, you know, when it comes to, like, algorithmic shit, like, oh, I'm releasing a new song and I'm trying to, like, put it on Discovery. You're just, like, hitting it to, like, the same five people over and over again. That's bad Discovery work. If your discovery shit's not put out six weeks in advance with a really good pitch, you're not really um, doing it right. Like, you, I found oh, out yeah. you got to let it sit for, like, six weeks. Yeah, that's my problem. I do it, like, four weeks. I, I do it, like, two weeks or four weeks. But, and, um, like, yeah, that's probably the problem. That's probably one yo, of I'm the fucking problems, just, like, but no lie. But like, when you're not, but, like, when you're not good at that shit, you know, that's all you get. You get, like, those same five people on your release radar and they're just going to do the same thing over and over again well arguably there's just support, so much just more to common goal there's so much more to music than chasing the algorithm as is definitely part of yeah. it yeah i mean i i do it because i like it i do it like i like it. it's like that's you know the thing about it and you know i like building the brand up and like building a brand and being creative in that manner and all that you know so sometimes it doesn't come like I can network like a motherfucker, but I mean, when it comes to stuff like Spotify and stuff, I'm not. I kind of have like weird little lines that I put, you know. You're like people string farming. I'm telling you, my guy. I literally, I'm gonna tell you a bar from a song. I don't often do it, but I want to <laughs> exemplify how often this conversation is. So I wrote a song called mm-hmm. "A Boring Song for Indie Rappers." And the first line is, I've met rappers mad at me for running up their tracks. They want some authentic, organic, they craving fans. Music is marketing, motherfuckers. Use a brand. All your favorite rappers understood money, part of the plan. That's like how fucking dedicated to this topic I am. But like, 
<laughs> we could go on about this all night, I'm guessing, but yeah. No, it's interesting though. If it was boring, I wouldn't. You're not being boring about it. You're actually presenting a really yeah. like you authentic perspective. I might be pushing on it, but you're really yeah. being yourself and a lot of people feel the way you do. A lot of my mm-hmm. friends absolutely think I'm a cornball sellout facts. Yeah, definitely. Like I can I mean sure, yeah. It's definitely like from point of view and I guess I haven't reached that like ten year type of deal yet where I like I have to think about that type of stuff. I just lost a lot of money <laughs> over <laughs> the years. Yeah. But I don't know. I want to eat off this though. For me it's like I'm in that place. It's like I want this to be my job. And when you want it mm-hmm. to be your job Honestly, you can't fight gravity. I had this homeboy at work, day job lad, he told me don't fight gravity, Holden. Fighting gravity is the biggest pitfall of everybody. Gravity being mm-hmm. the negative 9.8 meters per second force that hits us no matter what happens in life. And you could try to right. fight gravity in your life all the time, but you'll always be dealing with that force unless you go to space and then maybe fine, you avoid it. But like... <laughs> right right you know and sometimes i I, I feel where you're coming from i feel you're coming from i mean because you want this to be your thing and you know you kind of i guess maybe been down you've been down about about it and like you just want this to be there i've just met a thousand rappers that have said the same thing to me i'm not hyperbolicing that number like we all Mm -hmm. good we all talented we all pushing there's just so many of us then it comes to like what is the next level and then you think about the fans and my day job has me focusing on ux and user centrism so it's like the fan not the music peer because often we as mm-hmm. artists congregate with what i call super fans and artists so like immortal be here i'm sure most of the people here are related to the industry in some way i mean maybe there are a couple of fans out there shout outs to y'all but usually the fans that watch me are like fucking deep into culture and shit none of us reflect like the mass market like the real markets the like people that will show up to your show to make your show fun not be 40 rappers in a room which is cool the first five times and i'm telling you it stops being cool Mm -hmm. so like after a while you realize it's not a talent issue it's not a drive issue it's just that the people Mm -hmm. who do good business win and the people who do bad business lose and it's not even like a soul thing. It's just there is good rules to business. I think you're in engineering, right? Yeah, I am in engineering. So you know how engineering, there's the laws of physics? Right. There are laws of physics to the music industry. And unfortunately, yeah. we're all bound to them. Yeah. Even your outliers, I'll show you how they're bound to the industry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone is. However, you can do a whole fuck ton being pure. Don't have to sell out. You just, like, yeah. got to know that, like, there are good run-it-ups and there are bad run-it-ups. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, just, I guess I might have just had a bad experience then, maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm sure if Enigmatic or Immortal, whatever, throws up his fucking run-it-up gang and it's all the y'all squad and it's really about y'all, you know, that's just yeah. team now, you know? Just yeah. helping people win. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, so outside of that, have you tried other kinds of stuff to push your music? Um, 
now has been the most recent time I've been doing that. So, um, I usually just spam the fuck out of everybody. Like, hey, bump this shit. It's out now. If you like it, you can keep bumping it. If you don't, you don't. But, um, that was kind of the old tactic and, you know, it kind of, it kind of gets there. But, um, I've been doing playlisting now. I've been on doing playlisting for uh, Spotify stuff. And, um, how do you get playlisted? Reposting. Um, like websites like Daily Playlist and stuff like that. Like you literally submit your song to the playlist and if they want to put it on, they can put it on. Does it have you a You got to like save one of their songs. Have a what? A uh, no. Is well, it... technically no. No, <laughs> but you can also like buy for like $50 a year and they'll help you like submit it to places that they will, they'll assure you that you could get approved for. Mm. Fair mm-hmm. enough. What's this site called? Um, Daily Playlist. Daily Playlist. All right, we yeah, should do a I stream sh- where we fuck with Daily Playlist, everyone. I'm happy to go stream that shit, and we'll look at what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. And you find it effective? Mm, yeah. I mean, I've found it effect- uh, semi-effective so far when it comes to, like, upping my... Cause, but, I mean, like, that's, like, getting 40 plays in a week, you know? Getting 40 plays a week. That's, like, my sort of success right now. Uh, but I know people who've done it. And like now they're doing way better. They're doing very good. Like um Spiderweb, I don't know if you ever heard of him. But uh I've I've mixed I mixed for this dude Spiderweb and he just um he goes on daily playlists a lot and he gets on a lot of play apparently he gets on a lot of playlists and gets a lot of views and shit. And what about like okay, so like beyond the Spotify world, mm-hmm. like COVID kicks in, right? So you're kinda now like right. cut off from life, I suppose. Yeah. Are you going to school through COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah, school kept going on. And so, like, Zoom classes and shit? Yeah. Is it better or worse? Depends on the teacher. Most of them are Indian, so it... But it depends on how they teach. Like, I'm with this teacher right now who's ass... Who's just an ass teacher anyways. And him just like being on zoom explaining it still doesn't work you gotta like sometimes have to actually see what you're doing and like have the equations written down like yeah some teachers are really good at it and some teachers are really bad at it fair but that's it right do you feel like you've missed out on like do you get to like parties and college shit or is it all like just shut down and stuff because you guys are in a part of the country where keep in mind I'm in vaccine, passport, Canadians are protesting mm. the government land. Yeah, that's a lot of shit. Um, but here, like, <clears throat> I mean, the problem is, the like, thing is, like, yeah, we are quarantined, but the thing is, no one really gives a fuck. Like, we're in a, we're in a really bad, we're, like, in a, like, New Mexico is not, like, the area you're, like, oh, we should stay quarantined. Like, there's, like, you can go outside and hike and shit still. You got, like, a lot of shit to do outside. Right. And plus, everyone's, like, just down, down there and down and depressed there for the most, down, for the most part. Like, New Mexico's, like, not, like, the best place. Right. Like, when it comes to, like, living assortments. So, like, you just, like, you just go on. You pretty much just go on with, like, there's still, like, good amount of traffic and shit like that. drive throughs are still open. Right. So, like, you still got, like, plenty of shit to do. So you felt like life just kind of moved on, um, and you were making yeah. the music? Yeah, I'd make the music, be in class. I had, like, a fucking 
giant ass blanket around around my bed because I'd put my booth I'd like make a little mini booth in there. Right. And I'd just like be rapping and I was working on um glitch and I'd work on glitch all year. I was working on glitch the whole year twenty twenty. And then and then how oh, wait, you go first no so you finish glitch and then you put that up yeah oh but the thing was like um that's when i was learning about my mixing and all my uh rapping and flows and stuff right and that's where i started um having key detail and what i wanted to do you know and i believe so, you said nobody taught you how to rap so fuck all y'all something something when i'm famous I yeah. believe that's one of your bars. And so you had to figure yeah. this out without assistance or help. I'd, I'd usually get feedback only from my mixing. I never really got feedback over my rapping skill or ability. So like it, nobody like, gave you feedback? Like a, this is, well, they would give me feedback, but it's like, oh, this is this is bad. This is bad. And that's pretty much all I'd get. Not actionable but feedback is what I'm understanding. Not constructive. Not constructive, no. Constructive isn't necessarily the word I was going for. Actionable. Sometimes feedback can be. Something that you can change. Yeah, because some you don't need action. You yeah. don't need constructive feedback. Sometimes you need you need some mean ass feedback that's actionable because then you can think about what the fuck they said and do something with it. It's just when it's pointlessly nothing, then there's nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like yo, that's trash. I mean, once well, in a while, can I do it? That like it's a... trash. <laughs> Once I, I wasn't really the person to ask for feedback also. Mm. And so I'd usually when I get something it'd be like, Oh, you you just have um dictionary rhymes. Yeah, I get that. Kind of stuff. I that, I mean I don't mean it in a like, bad way. I totally mm. get it. You be using some words where I'm like, Bro reads books for real. I don't know if you read books, but it sounds like you read books. Which I'm I'm all I read all those books, so I'm team books, don't get me wrong. Yeah, like um I forget some of the old, some of the songs you're playing, like The King Part 2, Look What You Created. Those are, like, those two primary examples of that, like, you, I'm like dictionary, because they were made at the start of 20, 2020. Okay. Like, um, exactly, like, those moments where I was changing. Um, Beast was made earlier. Well, like, you can tell, like, the ones that were made at the end of the year, like, just sound better, you know, for some reason. Like, the flows are, the flows are more connected and i guess there's a little more um playing with the words and all that i mean to me it sounded like you fucked with a lot of styles yeah uh, <laughs> so I, yeah I was it's hard for me to make a distinction like that because if you flip from like you know a more literary focused technical let's say 90s inspired flow and then jump that into something that was clearly inspired by drill and then something that was clearly inspired by trap it's hard for me to say one's better than another per se they're all mad different which i respect yeah that's true so it might be that you like different kind of music than you were making Uh, maybe yeah i mean I, I, I really liked Yeezus. I really liked Yeezus. Um, Jaden Smith's Iris was also a big one. And then when Quadeca was dropping some singles for his album From Me to You, it was kind of a big one just sound, sonic-wise. I'm not sure who Quadeca was, is, but... <clears throat> oh, he's like a YouTube. He's like, he raps on YouTube. And like, he's kind of more of the experiment an experimental artist when it comes to stuff like that. Like, he was a... Because like, like, when you talk about YouTube rappers... 
you get into like I'm a fast flow Eminem guy. That's like ninety percent of them is boring. Yeah, yeah, and then like when you get to someone like Quadeca, like you see there's a little more well-roundedness, and his album that dropped from me to you is probably like one of the best YouTube rap albums. Mm out there right now i just want to give dax his love i saw him in real life perform and it was a good live show i'm not that big of a fan of his music but he does do a I'm mean live really, show yeah. so i got to give him credit for that good live show yeah. came in with theatrics really inspired by eminem yeah. still but like enjoyable i bet yeah i bet he's good live i just can't fuck with him in his music it's just i just it's just not for me nah bro That's don't just... get me wrong dax is boring boring ass artist i'm gonna say it it's cool i don't think he'll like me i'll fuck with you i'll do an interview with you if you want dax but i'm not really that into his music i respect his talent as a rapper i don't like right. what he raps about yeah the, the joker stuff was kind of corny too but that's like an opinion i mean you're allowed to not like what he does i'm not even trying to mm -hmm. shit talk him i just everybody likes that guy a lot actually and I understand it, but not everybody. A certain group of people who like YouTube rappers like that guy a lot. <laughs> and oh, there's yeah, like a whole clique like, of them. Him, Crypt. Yeah, Crypt is the ringleader. He's the he's the king of the YouTube rappers. Yeah, he's like the number one. Him and used to be High Res was big up, but like um, Heuristic joined that too. Yeah. And once in a while, Tech Nine gets placed in there, which is kind of sad. Tech Nine's because, smart as fuck though, cause see, yeah, Tech Nine does one thing at... different than the other guys. Tech Nine brings those motherfuckers to his festivals after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like he's he's great and talented. Sometimes he just collapses too much, in my opinion, or or he just releases too much. But like, that's more of like a subjective thing. That's just to me money, to be honest. <laughs> Like, Tech Nine's yeah. choices have been so business fucking inspired. Like, his music's whatever, but like, his. Uh, it's like, I heard his business stuff, business tactic stuff, and it's like dope as shit that, that he could do that. What do you mean? Well, cause like, um, he got, he went into like private investors. He went, he got like private investors to like help fund his clothing stuff, mm. his merch and all that. And so when he went on tours, he was like, keeping most of his money to himself because he didn't have a label to him yes that is brilliant shit that every artist should fucking steal from tech nine yeah yeah like he just got like a private investor to do it instead of a label all he has to do is pay back one person and he clearly can bring in the crowds and he's a really good artist so he'll able, he's able to sell and he's able to sell a lot of shit and he's been selling a lot of shit and he's been a millionaire for over a decade and yeah. Yeah, he's just really rich now. Yeah, and that, I imagine someone like Tech Nine doesn't like do a lot, do a lot of stuff when it comes to like, like a lavish life shit. You know. I think his entire life is lavish. All he does is tour and party. In it, not I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it like oh, yeah. his entire life is lavish. Not that it's lavish in the way that you might be yeah. using. Yeah. But he. I'm thinking like Drake lavish in a pool type shit. I mean, back when I was watching Tech Nine in 2010, he was certainly lavish. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not too familiar with tech. Tonight, I mean, I like don't tweet like this. At home, Just go watch the yo. Tech Nine converted his fucking tour bus into a party shit to bring the girls in, and they would take the. Anyway, I'm just saying he had his era. He had his fun. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so like, I mean, I, I'm not trying to hate on Tech Nine and his significance, but oh, like, currently yeah. he's just been a millionaire forever. Everything about this indie game he has on lock, and he knows everything about the science of optimization. He is not afraid to run a run it up gang with the bad people. That's the difference between Tech Nine back in the day and now. <clears throat> I mean, that's my thoughts on him. But art-wise, yeah, that guy can do a lot. I, 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 I am surprised he still makes music. To be honest with mm -hmm. you, given because every year it's a full-length album, it's an EP, and it's a collab tape, and it's like yeah, every like, year. Always, always has something coming on, man. And it's amazing. Um. So, who else do? How do you find like new inspiration in music? Cause you're like young and in COVID land and running your your different life than what I've experienced. So, um, yeah, curious about how you basically c go about it. Like, you're like, I want to go find some new shit. Like, what's your process like? It's random. It's random to be honest. Either like my brother shows me something, I just happen to find like a new playlist to like okay maybe i'm kind of bored with i need to study type shit so like i just go look up a chill playlist on spotify you know you hit that up you find like some new people you like you hear of like artists that other people are talking like oh this is kind of dope oh this is kind of bad and you check it out for yourself and like oh maybe they're right or wrong you know and then that gets added to your playlist and you listen to more of their stuff type shit you feel me yeah so basically the you you like it's, go via that social networks of life more heavy than say the algorithmic tendencies of life yeah i'm not really algorithmic like sometimes like a youtube recommendation will like pull up and it's like a really fire song hmm but you don't like go on youtube and try to like find new shit so to speak as much as go to like your homeboys and see what's hot yeah pretty much and sometimes, like, I just happen to, like, pull up on something on my own. Right. Like, somehow I found one of the artists I found that I really like. His name is Gene. And um, he's, like, some New York. He's some New York melodic rapper when I first heard of him. And, like, he was happening to use the same beat I was going to use. I wanted to use. And I was like, shit, let me, let me hear this. And it was actually really fire, and that was on one of his albums, and it was on his album that he released last night, night before, and that shit's amazing. And that came, and that one came from like YouTube beats or some. How do you get your beats? Um, YouTube actually. Do you like hit up the people and do it all honorable, or do you jack the beats? Oh, like I buy them. I mean, I mean, I buy them and all that before. Right, right. Depending on who it is, and then I just. I usually wait till the album till the album is done to buy them, which is usually a bad decision. Definitely a bad decision. I had, I had a I had a one song that was really fire with someone, and the beat got bought, so I had to completely ditch that idea. That's a big lesson. And yeah, so I started buying my beat. Started my buying my beats as soon as like uh, I had the idea for it. But I'm um, now moving actually to more um, custom. 
now actually okay so i know some i know some people i know some people that are that like working with me shout out um also shout out immortal shout out immortal with their label shit they uh shout out immortal with their label shit (laughs) (laughs) i i work i work with a lot of those producers but um also have like connections through rap pad and stuff with some fire producers there hold up so the guys on the app with no vocals want to work with rappers well um well for rap pad it's um it's like a hell of a mix because then you have people like roan and sad boy prolific and project who have actually blown up and had used rap pad you have like rappers like me who are just happened to be on there okay then you have producers who are just there and then you have writers and poetry and that's what dominates usually the website but like um like is the most like thing that you'll see but like when a rapper releases like a album or a song on there like everyone's gonna tune into that on there Mm, so basically because there's not a lot of rappers dropping music when a rapper be dropping music on that site it pops off and it gets a lot of attention yeah but it's not like much when you consider all algorithm stuff but yeah it's popping off when it comes to rap pad i think people don't understand the community side of things and you know there's this one version of that app in montreal now called history i don't know who behind it but it has to be montreal given who the fuck uh, the people involved are and like low-key like the people who really push that shit got some opportunities in life like really got opportunities and yeah, a lot of times you look at life and be like, the views is trash, and <clears throat> they're almost always trash. I mean, it's, I don't know. For a lot of people, it's the not the best numbers, but the longer you do things, what you realize is you don't know who's watching or paying attention or seeing what you're doing. And that's what, like, I think really just kind of creates opportunity because, you know, end of the day, my guy, the numbers don't really mean shit if you don't know anybody because if you have big numbers and no one invites you to the party, you can't go do your song at the party. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest thing. That's what I'm, yo, high key, I'm so curious how all the COVID rappers adapt to real life. Mm, yeah, for real. All, all the people who like, and I don't. I don't mean to like put you in a box with it because technically you did a show before COVID. So you, you skirt by this definition, but like, (laughs) there's a lot of people who I think are going to have to adapt to like, yo, live is even more different than going to studio from poetry. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like I'm going to have nerves when I start doing it, but I feel like I know a lot of people in the area already. So for me, it won't be as big of a, you know, like, oh no oh no like i'll be able to know some people there and be like yo what's up you know it might have a good time with it right yeah do you practice your life um... no i don't but i but you know i'm i'm pretty i'm a pretty hype person or like i like to think i'm a pretty hype person (laughs) when it comes to rapping practice your lives i get I, i will I will. Bro, I'm saying, I don't know. Yo, it's gonna be competitive, and it. You know, it will. And you don't want to be in a it moment where you like drop your songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that's it. I don't know. You don't have to, but I'm just saying, like, 
if I yeah, could impart I they... any advice to you that I think you should actually take serious serious is yo, anytime you go live, run your set at least two or three times before you do it. Mm-hmm. I think uh sometimes yeah they, they do shit like that too. Where like you practice it. Anybody I know that's a serious performer practices their set. I know people who go as far as to rent out jam rooms and just practice their set with like studio gear. Um I don't know, I practiced it every time I did one of Immortal shit, I practiced beforehand. Honestly, Immortal got my worst live sets I've ever done in my life because <laughs> they were recorded and I didn't want to redo them. Um, but nah, like, mm-hmm. I used to put way more effort into it. I used to do this thing, hip-hop karaoke, and like, I did Rap God one time. It took me 15 hours to memorize Rap God. I can't even, I don't even know it like i did then but then i did it the live and it was dope but that's so much time it took <laughs> like it took that long for real yeah if you want to get invited back <laughs> you know it's like dating right like you want to show up looking fly and being the best so when you do mm-hmm. your live set you can tell the difference between a guy who practiced and a guy who didn't mm-hmm. and i think that will help you make more bank in the future <laughs> Immortal's listening yeah. to, he's going to be like, Holden's Definitely. saying smart shit here. <laughs> Let me DM this to Apollo and everyone after. Um, but no, I appreciate um, that still. So basically, what's coming like next for you then over this? So you've been doing this COVID shit. You've been kind of pushing it. Is the world opening up for you? It's actually, yeah. It's been pretty open since like um, 2021, pretty much. And do you find... <clears throat> Like you're going to enter into the live arenas and different things like that? Maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of like in this thing where I might have to move somewhere else. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't really know next, but, you know, I just want to make, like, quality stuff to, like, perform. Because I feel like I don't have anything that's, like, performative, you know? What does that mean to you? Like, I don't know what that is. Well, because, like, there's like some people you know like they they have like songs that like they know are gonna like be sound great when they're like performed you know i feel like i just have like how i feel or like a once in a while bank once in a while banger that doesn't hit hard but um i don't think i have like anything that's like performatively you know like fire enough i guess if like some of my glitch stuff but that's like already old now to me bro i'd be performing shit from 2012 <laughs> are you kidding i am yeah i can't be memorizing all my new music like that i'm trying to i'm really catching up but like i mean at a certain point like it's you they're there for yeah it is and if glitches songs that are out and they know the words to them that's the ones they go on here yeah but Probably, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't worry about some shit. Like, bro, you dropped that last yeah. year. There's no way that's that old. <laughs> Milk yeah. this shit out of what you have. Oh, my God. Yeah, I probably should. Or, I mean, drop more music and put that effort in. But, yeah. like, I mean, that's up to you. Um, yeah. Nah, that's fair. So, would you have more music on the way? I do, actually. I do. I actually have an album dropping. Uh, is is it this week or next week? Yeah, next Friday, oh, March fourth. 
a whole ass album. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a more um, lyrical and all that. Well, not lyrical. I guess lyrical, but it's more therapeutic. But it's a very good. I really like, I fuck with the album. And besides that, I'd say I have a um. I'm working on a bunch of remixes for this one song I really want and need. We we're going into some EDM shit. We're working with ED, me and Enigmatic are working with EDM artists and other rappers, such as um the other half of Immortal Being, um Liam Hill. He's finna he hopped on one of the remixes right there. And we got I'm I'm feeling like I'm gonna do a challenge this month. I'm gonna get try to get some people on it. See what else I can make with it, and then to keep selling this one song, want to need. I really like it, and I think it's really well produced. And I feel like it can be a hit if I get there. You know. You might need to do a run it up gig. Yo, I just say that. No, I looked into Canadian Junos. Do you know what the Junos are? They're the yeah, Canadian yeah. Grammys, right? Mm-hmm. Sales numbers, bro. It's like everywhere you look in this shit, it's mm. like you're going to get back to the same fucking point and you're going to like see why yeah. motherfuckers do this shit. Yeah. I'm not trying to be the dude. I'm kind of being the dude. It's my job a little bit to be like real with y'all. I don't want to like misrepresent yeah. the truth to anybody, how I see it at least. Because you're right on a moral perspective again. I don't want to take that mm-hmm. from you. Right. Yo, the game ain't, the, the game don't care. And I'm not saying that running it up inherently is one move by itself. It by itself, corny move. You have to tie it yeah. into other shit. Like it's almost like a, a web. So it's like the live performance part being integrated into a scene gives you footage. Now that footage mm-hmm. backs up your fucking this thing. Then you got the TikToks. I don't even know if you're on TikTok. I couldn't find you. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not right now. Um, I, I thought I was gonna do some. I was gonna make some stuff content for tiktok but i wasn't gonna be on here immortal control that Mm. immortal be like watching me talk about one minute music videos and shit so immortal yeah get him on talk is all i'm saying but like Mm -hmm. so then it's like you create this bigger universe then you tie it into your discord and you tie and then okay running it up matters because you have a pipeline and then you tie that to merch and that gives you money And then you put the money back right. into the funnel and then it creates like a cycle where, cause yo, like that's what labels do. Like everybody mm-hmm. who want to be like mad, like you're signed, I guess that's immortal's problem in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. but that's basically what labels be doing because their job is to figure out the money and artists be wildly mm-hmm. not into it like that. But like, yo, if yeah. me and immortal are going to scheme on run it up plans and you benefit, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just trying to like frame it, not again, not to break it or anything. It's just, yeah. I, I don't ever talk about this on this show. This is like new subject matter for me. <laughs> Dang, I'm, I'm bringing up some new shit here. I don't get to talk to a lot of young people outside of my circle, right? It's always a blessing mm-hmm. for me. That's why I like to talk about some of the things they do if I know you're young. Because it's like you're a whole yeah. different generation, you're a whole different country, and you're a whole different geography. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a little bit. It's super nifty. Yeah, it is. I mean, the older guys just don't want to push the marketing shit because they're like, whatever. They're like a little more accepting of it and whatever principles, but. Yeah. It's different because, anyway. Um, but, like, I'm just curious about, like, 
What about VR? How do you feel about moving into the VR realm of life? Um, like, what do you mean for like music? You're, you're, you're meaning from music standards, right? Yeah, like the metaverse is coming and y'all just told me man's one album of the year in a metaverse, so. Yeah, clear for me, I don't, I don't really mind when it comes to music. So like if we're doing like that Justin Timber, Justin Bieber, you know, the weekend john legend type stuff where it's like some janky ass looking thing to be I think fair that's where the tech's at that's not because yeah. they want it to be janky <laughs> it's just that you have yeah. to make janky shit like youtube 2006 is not beautiful yeah it's de yeah i definitely think it can be better right now but i know some there's some really fire people who do it already like i mean you you go to the live streams. You go to these live streams from like uh, Immortal, right? I mean, I'm, I'm on them, so I showed up. I mean, I missed the last one because he fucking booked it on New Year's Eve, and I'm like, bro, I'm yeah. not watching oh, it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like um, so I guess you were on. I was in all three of them as a performer, mm -hmm. and I watched whatever day I was on for the first two. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I don't know if you uh, watch Echo Dolls. But Echo Dolls yes, basically do that. Because you were on that same day. That's what I discovered mm -hmm. to you. Um, yeah. Like that Echo shit Dolls. was fucking next level. But he's just all kinds of yeah. like 3D design animation shit. Yeah. And that dude's making like, like trying to make his own little animation series using that. Yeah. Which that's... is amazing. But, and, you know, there's people like I know, like my homie JKR, who does produce for me once in a while. But he makes like Dutch, he makes like Dutch dutch rap music and he does dutch funk and all that he he's too shy he's too camera shy he doesn't like being on camera too much when it comes to making music videos so what he wants to do is actually make film his music videos through vr and he wants to like a kind of like a virtual reality character oh, instead so like you know i'm open to it and i know there's talented people out there who can do it yeah we're gonna right figure now. it out yeah, and for me, I'd be down. I'd, I'd be down when the technology's better. To so, I mean, I'm open to it. Like, I'm already on fucking rap. I'm on fucking Roblox doing this shit. <laughs> you know? The only thing about when the technology's better, it's going to be way more That's saturated. And guys yeah, like it's already me too are late. already going to be kind of richer. <laughs> and um, I just say that because it's actually hard now. We're looking into yeah, it like, like, like for real. No, that, well, I mean, not even. It, so well, there's Decentraland like that is all NFT land. And that's a mm -hmm. metaverse. That is, you're right. Yeah. But then you go to yeah. VR chat and it's like more honor system. Trust me, because my guy is right now looking into VR chat because the only one that lets you import custom avatars in that world that has VR. Um, <clears throat> so it's mm -hmm. not. That, I mean, yeah, they have pay to play and shit, but like, it's really weird. It's more about like, you got to make friends with people to win in VR chat. And then Altspace right. VR is like Microsoft's trying to give you a business conference room land. And there's like a lot of yeah. different angles that are outside of the crypto NFT sphere related to this. And a lot yeah. of players. Well, yeah, it definitely gives off like the NFT vibe. You know, it's like you, you should, if you like, you should have done it earlier or it's going to be like eh, you kind of missed the curve already nah this should be youtube 2007 
it's like so far ahead of where it's gonna go mainstream this is where i'm pushing all of my eggs right now it's not all of them but we are going to throw vr events with custom avatars once we figure it out and we're gonna just be part of the wave that pushes it because the wave isn't there there's only like 20 30 fucking institutions tops really pushing it heavy in the existing Mm -hmm. spaces like it isn't that heavy yet you know yeah and imagine this roblox situation in vr that's basically where it's going and yeah my money is on fungible tokens we're gonna look into how to sell fungible shit we don't want to sell no non-fungible shit we want to make lots of money selling fungibility that's just merch merch is fungible so i want to sell merch in vr think about that two dollar microtransaction merch baby that shit's way more of a cash cow and honorable but it's like future's fucking hot and then facebook's gonna fail maybe facebook's being corny i thought they were gonna do cooler with vr and they're just they're just embarrassing us all all of us vr I don't understand why they're being corny. <laughs> like, uh, like here's I the mean, thing. Facebook is bound to be. It's like Mark Zuckerberg cares more that my bosses want to use Meta than that I want to use Meta. And that's the part that's weird. So I'm not as enthused. At least Altspace VR is like DJs and stand-up comics come through. And like they're like Microsoft is them. And they're like, yo, we, we like actually care about music, but they don't necessarily care about rappers who cuss and shit. They like acoustic guitar, singy types and shit. A lot of these places are super kid filled. So my theory is whoever can have the hot list of friends, like an email list of sorts, like if we really run it back Mm -hmm. and you do that with VR contacts for adults and you can collect enough people in VR land that are growing ups that might be interested in your shit in a year or so when it's normalized to throw gated events in VR, you're just selling tickets to events like it's the club. To do yeah, that. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good idea. Yeah, I've been at oh, this for a minute. <laughs> that's why I'm saying you don't want to sleep on this. There's way more than... I mean, I definitely... And none of the experts are talking about music. All the experts talk about is productivity and gaming. And gaming is gaming won't be hot for half a decade and work shit won't be hot for a decade. So really it's music that's gonna push this shit. Mm-hmm. That's my theories. And, I mean, even at the same time, you know, gaming also if you think about gaming, you know, you can connect gaming with music easily because like you know, sometimes like when you put your shit, you put like a song on and shit. But while you're playing like Call of Duty or something. And you know, like even these examples like Roblox, shit like that happens as well. Bro, like, and, like imagine, motherfuckers make parody rap songs and shit, so Or imagine you're doing a show and the audience mm-hmm. can pick up guns and shoot each other. Mm-hmm. It's so different. I just know because I know in Rec Room you can do it. Rec Room is the one we're looking at, not VR Chat, although we should check out VR Chat. I don't or I don't know what one we're looking at. Multiple mm-hmm. ones out there. But I think Rec Room is the one, whichever one it is, you can fucking shoot people in this little corny little shitty shooter thing. All I can tell you is like if you can engage people in different ways, all of a sudden they might want to come through. And then you're like like back in the 50s where you're like the musical act that's accompanying the event rather than being the main focus. Like I, I could see a lot of shit like that. Yo, imagine like 
you have a hot club in VR land and you'd be hiring out rappers in Roblox, Roblox, whatever they're called. <laughs> you'd be paying out Roblox money to get in rappers to run your Roblox club. And it's like, that's fucking wild shit, dude. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what it's going, except that you can do real money and fucking half the shit. Like, yo, PayPal me, baby. And then, uh, yeah, for real. and it's just a different game. Um, oh yeah, I'll be down. I'll be down, you know? <laughs> That's cool, cause I mean, I like the adaptability and all that stuff. So you got a new album dropping in a little bit. Do you have any music videos coming? No, actually, I don't. But that's something I'm looking into next with my branding and all that. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair one. They're definitely the big thing is I've started looking into like um like uh clothes and stuff. Looking into like clothes and um. Yeah, merch. Right. Merch and, um, because I've experimented with merch a little bit before, but, um, I'm looking into like full clothing that represents the brand and like the art that I want to make for my next project I'm, I'm working on. And the music videos fit the artistry that I have for the next one. You know, I want to be like creative out here. So now I've been, uh, finding people in my area that can do music videos and that people that are really aesthetic and working on my designs and all that, you know? Right. So it's really just about looking for the right people, which is fair. You got a lot of time to figure yeah. out whatever you want to do with this. <clears throat> yeah. And you never, and you never know. Cause I might, I might move, I might move from here. I might live somewhere else Where? after this because of work. What, what do you? Uh, uh, I might stay here because of work, you know. Where would you want to move yes, in your like dream list of places to move? I mean, I like places where I could be alone, which is probably not beneficial to being a musician, unless you just like just releasing music. Which but, totally um, is hard to then make money off of it. <clears throat> yeah, exactly, exactly, and but that'd be like places like Denver. But I mean, right now I might move to like Wisconsin or some shit for this for a job, or I might have to move to Houston. I might have to go to California or New York or some shit like that mm-hmm. for for jobs, just to you know to have some funding right now for it, because I'm not like in that position right now. That's fair, and I totally appreciate your desire to get your money up. That's a very powerful yeah. asset in this game, which yeah, people kind of forget that. That's why I'm like, you know, the run it up ethics, it's really just pay to play. So, I mean, if we really want to talk about the bigger picture of the music game, it's like, yeah, any little hack you can do to make your life a little easier is probably smart. Yeah. That's why it's like strategy. You just, yeah. To me, it's a problem when you be faking shit. Like when you be like not aware of how corny it is. Like I think I can brag about my fake shit unapologetically, and I'm like, bro, we got six people running my shit up because I wanted the twelve dollars, bitch. <laughs> the end of the story. <laughs> I'm comfortable saying that, and yeah. I think if your attitude be like that, I'm down with whatever you fucking do in life. I don't care what it is. Yeah, it's when people be acting like, yo, I got a million fans. I'm not acting like that. Go check it. My monthly mm-hmm. followers is less than you right now, or listeners. My monthly listeners. <laughs> Mm. but like yeah it is what it is but like it's just kind of the world right so it's just Mm -hmm. about owning your shit um but yeah i don't know i don't know where else to go do you have anything else that you want to say to the fine people in the world 
I don't know, you know, just kind of be you in that sense, you know, you know, just be you, you know, like find who you are and just kind of hold on to that. Because the thing is, no one else is going to be you. And a lot of people want things that you want to be, want you to be things that like they want to be. At the end of the day, you're the one taking care of yourself. You wake up in the morning, you know, right. If people are going to call you a freak, okay. People like freaks these days, so. Big facts. It's super monetizable to be a freak. <laughs> yeah. For real. But you know, just be yourself. Cause I mean there's there's no other there's no reason you shouldn't be. Nah, it's true. Do that shit. Whatever whatever they say at your twenty one when you're my age, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is fucking different. I can tell you that much. All of a sudden you're the coolest motherfucker and you're gonna go, How the fuck do I process this now? They like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. So you got you oh, just gotta keep oh, pushing yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Thank you for coming through. I think it's always super interesting to talk to people again. Um, wherever you're at and whatever you've done and it's still your story and your experiences in that vein of you being yourself and I believe we can all learn from it. Like you told me I should be maybe looking at Roblox and trying to take over the Roblox rap chart so I can make some corny song <laughs> called Roblox rapper. Yo, bro, you don't understand. You stream the whole experience and then all of a sudden you're making double end content. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you yeah, like in my head, I'm building up. Yeah. That's like, so super useful shit, man. Like I really yeah, appreciate the conversations. Yeah, I know some gamer motherfuckers who will just make a lot of money off of just playing Roblox, so. That's, that's a hustle. It's, and it's a while, yeah. That's when they say a hustle. Mm -hmm. But these are, these are the times we live in now. We can do that, you know. It's a big blessing. Big blessing. You know how you marketed Mm -hmm. your music in 2004? You went to the club. No club? Go fuck yourself. Or maybe you got lucky on the internet. But that wasn't even that hot until like 2009-ish. Either way. Yeah, that was when Soldier Boy was coming out. Yeah, he did change the game. Shout out Soldier Boy. Thank you for ringtone yeah. rap. Um, for real. But I appreciate you coming through next to Apollo and sharing all your insight with us. And it really is Thank interesting. You. And I appreciate everybody watching this. I see you still there, maybe Immortal, and everybody else that's there. Y'all are wonderful people. It really is a vibe to have everybody there. All of the links, hold on, I can do the links. I got this little command and shit that make your links pop up. Oh, so boom, your link's done. We did that part. And then anybody else watching in the future, y'all, links in description. Make sure you go check that, do the support. And all of that good things on the different platforms. And yeah, uh, like, follow, subscribe, all that good shit. And appreciate all of you. And live long and prosper, everybody. Thank you.